Yo, 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 what is good, y'all? It is your boy, Ace Sincere, Young Flocko, Young City out here, big chillin' per usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, episode 48, y'all. We almost there. We're almost there. It's lit. Um, almost to as we As we get to 50, I just want to say I appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah. My co-stars, my our, our listeners, um, as well as our special guests that be coming through. Yeah. Um, but before we get started, to my left-hand side, my brother. Skywalker Mike. Hello, sir. To my northwest corner. Yo, yo, it's your boy, Norik. That's cool. Norik. You already know. And uh, today we have a very special guest. Yeah. We have someone who... Um, you're oh man, this you're a man of many words, but you don't say much. I feel like you're very, you're, but you do, but you do, you know what I mean? Um, it's that very effective. True. Your 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 personality, um, the way you say things when you do say them, you say when you uh, every time you say something, you mean it, whether mm-hmm. it be just in conversations, um, the way you work on documentaries and kind of piece things together. Ooh. Um, my brother, yeah, I guess just documenting die in general, yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah. We got Justin from. Untapped hip hop, yes, sir. Live with us. Hello, hello. The the Bro. phenom behind the scenes. We got him on the scene, y'all. We got him <laughs> on the scene. Bring out so- hiding. I think bringing somebody that's always considered behind the scenes, mm. um, in front of the cameras, in front of the microphones, is always yeah. great. So, yeah. Bro, yeah. thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. We've for been talking me. about this for a little bit. Um, so we're very excited to have you here, especially oh, for uh, today's episode, yeah. um, where we just be focusing on documentaries and. Everything in between from the styling of it, um, what it takes to make a documentary, um, as well as touching base on something that um, I had the opportunity to be a part of. It was like the the IE documentary. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been something that's been in the talks um, through the IE for yeah. for years now. Whispers in the um, It's, just, it's yeah. just one of those things. You it, it just breezes by in conversation. Yeah, for um, sure. I think that there are a lot of people that are excited about it. You know? Definitely. And I think that the reason why that they're excited about it is that we've had this huge... Um, I don't want to say a resurgence, but just like this huge interest in documentaries in general. I feel like it really came from streaming because prior to that, people, the only time you'd watch a documentary is either on HBO if you bought it mm-hmm. or on like YouTube, you know, and like you'd have like these YouTube Or you'd have the smaller ones. I remember growing up, AMC had a lot of docu shows yeah not not like movies mm-hmm. but shows exactly they're very like 30 minute episode kind of driven like yeah episodes. like ancient aliens and all that kind yeah. of stuff it's like a documentary style but like yeah. not really you know and i remember like a lot of the conspiracy i love the ancient aliens yeah <laughs> just like a lot of the conspiracy ideas and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> those were the ones you yeah. know like you would see Oh, like did nine eleven? What happened to Building Seven? <laughs> like you know what what yeah. happened to Building Five? When I remember this happened? Um, and, watching the Haunted documentary series. Yeah, those it was were basically haunted. people talking about getting haunted in their home and what they went through. Yeah, I remember. It was a whole show. Movie. It was like it's I crazy. think it was like three seasons long. I honestly, don't even know how I like stumbled upon that as a kid. Just like I guess we're watching ghost shows now. But that was your very um, start of you loving horror films. I bet probably. It probably was. That's why. You know? That's why. You but got like hooked. going back to Ancient Aliens is is a a documentary I want to talk aliens. about later. More right. aliens. Yeah. yeah. In general, I don't know, just but, the um, most fascinating. Before we jump in, per usual, how y'all doing? Doing good. How, how's the week? How's how are you guys doing mentally, physically? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, long day. <laughs> always, always long days. When you're a creative, there are no days off. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> that's very true. true. This is true. Yeah. I um I mean I had a great time uh today. Enjoyed myself. Glad to be here with you guys. Um 
You know, a lot of the world is opening back up. You know, yeah. What I mean? Are you guys? So, like, it's uh, crazy. Is there any plans for any trips amongst everybody? Like, I went to Catalina this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, mom's birthday. So okay. it's like a vacation, but it's still like a staycation. We just got an Airbnb, and we're just gonna be posted up there. I'm sick. Just get so, away from the get away from home for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think one of the cool things about work um, is that you can kind of work from anywhere now. Yeah, you right. know, they're they're kind of cool with that. So like vacations are a little bit easier to take if you're not going into the office. But right. now with everything right. opening back up, they're like starting to ask people to go back to the office and they're <laughs> trying like, to like figure oh. out what it is. And I'm like, I'm trying to do work from Miami. Like, why? <laughs> like, yeah. why are you guys asking me to come in? You know, I'm on my, I'm on my rooftop balcony. Why y'all bugging? For real. Right. For real. You know, so. Um, but, I, you know, I'm doing well. Doing well. Skywalker, how are you feeling? Pretty good. Um, by the time this episode is out, I'll be back from the camping trip. So Skywalker is camping for I'm, a week. I'm just gonna say the trip went well. <laughs> he's already <laughs> he's already calling it. He's already calling it. I feel that. I feel that for sure. Oh man. Um, shoot. Do we have any any quick movie news before we get into the, all this documentary talk? Um, anything that came out? Uh, we got like a so trailer. the secret MTV movie TV awards yeah, came that, out a couple that, weeks ago. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Okay. Um, we, we never got a chance to talk about it. I just kind of want to brush by it real quick. That's true. It was, it was just all fan voting. I just want to throw that out well, there. Well, isn't that always MTV? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. But yeah. I don't know. Just all I know is that Marvel killed I it. I feel in a like lot of the categories. categories were specifically made for Marvel. That's why I'm just uh, like, eh. yeah. So just to point out the things that Marvel won, which is politics, yeah. but it's just like best show was WandaVision, best hero was Anthony Mackie, best, best hero, best hero. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely Taylor Swift. Exactly, best performance Marvel. in a show. Yeah. Elizabeth. Who else is gonna win the best hero? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just stuff like that. Also, uh, Leslie Jones won best comedic performance for Coming to America too, which I disagree voting with again because huh. Coming to America too wasn't that great to me. I mean, but did she Thank do a good you. job? Did she? Wait, know. you feel you feel that way, Justin? Like coming to America too was I mean, there was already expectations for it. Yeah. But the expectation was like, okay, there was an understanding that it might not be the same as the yeah. the same like impact as the first one. Yeah. yeah. But once it came out, it's like, oh, holy crap. Like what no, no. Yeah, <laughs> Why did you it. do this? I didn't do it. <laughs> Didn't do it. Yeah. Now, I feel that. I mean, Eddie, Eddie just got his bag and, and dipped up out of there. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's funny that you're talking about awards right now. Justin, you've won awards for, like, your art that you've done. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about, like, that process and, like, any award shows that maybe you've gone to or, or different things like that? Um. Yeah, sure. Like, so basically, like, um, the awards that you just mentioned, um, it's called the Addies. Um, so basically, just to sum it up, it's being it's pretty much being judged in the Inland Empire by you know the big dogs. Mm, okay. Um, a lot of these uh, campaigns are, are being judged by peers that uh, put in with the budgets of like up to millions of dollars for their advertisement. Okay. okay. So um, a lot of my awards um, won from uh, well at least from the student when I was a student. Um, it won for illustration, painting, um, professionally, uh, won um, also illustration, layout, design, graphic mm-hmm. design work, um, a lot of uh, marketing campaign, and especially for Untapped as well, um, has won, and especially for like a, yeah, a special cool. events for uh, street mm-hmm. graphics. That's yeah, so cool. dope. I think it's just cool to be recognized, you know, uh, just like a kid from the IE, you know, you don't think the spotlight is on the IE because it's literally like 
uh, a couple hundred miles away the other direction on mm -hmm. la you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh coming up on top of some awards you know it's, it's a good it, it puts you in a position where it's like okay i can i can do this with the big dogs you know type yeah especially yeah. the affirmation yeah. the affirmation is always great yeah i mean it's great to just like we have so much talent in the ie you know so Say it every oh episode, yeah every oh, episode yeah. but yeah, i feel like that a, a lot of times it's hard for talent in the ie to find um uh organizations or or um you know these things like awards like i i didn't know that the addies were even available like right. in the ie you know what i mean like yeah. a lot of artists mm -hmm. just don't know where to submit you know how do you get in touch how do you uh promote yourself in a certain way because i feel like lack of promotion is something that's really yeah. um uh that's really detrimental to the ie like it's not um we have so much talent but it doesn't get out and i think part of that falls on the artists in the IE as well. Right. It's like, how do you find these outlets? How do you find these places to to submit to and stuff like that? So I always f were was very impressed every time that you would post about your awards because you found a way to get recognized for what you do mm -hmm. based in where you're at. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you know? it. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned it because like I was one of those artists that didn't know this competition actually exists until um, my instructors mentioned it at the time. It's like, oh, you should submit to the Addies. Like, well, okay, what's the Addies? Mm -hmm. And then what's interesting is like, um, say if you won gold or silver, um, usually if you win gold, you're automatically, you're forwarded to the district and you're being judged by the LA base and uh, San okay. Diego base. Gotcha. So... Yeah. Okay. That's, that's dope. That's dope, yeah. man. We need we need to start supporting yeah, our artists the on the radar. I think that's absolutely. Cool. I think what's dope is that um, I think all creative aspects are starting to realize that it's all part of one body. You know, like mm -hmm. people would put the music scene different from the art scene, or the art scene different from the the dance scene, or you know what I mean. When it all works together, mm -hmm. whether it be mm -hmm. from music to the displays and the backgrounds of all the artwork around it to the actual dancing or anything you would put in there. Yeah. Um, I think it's finally all starting to come together, which is a beautiful thing because yeah, you wouldn't, just, you wouldn't get full on projects, yeah, I guess. I think it's just a realization, you know, like um, there's just, I feel like there's a Renaissance coming, you know, we're yeah. probably in the midst of it, but it hasn't fully, hasn't fully hit yet. Yeah. I, I don't think it's yeah. hit us yet. I feel it. I feel it. And you know, I think that that's one of the cool things about documentaries in general, right? They bring right. a spotlight to something that you didn't yeah. know about you right. know so we're on youtube and it's like wait there are caverns under our city like yeah. i never knew from right. like 1850 or yeah. something like that and you get into this documentary and they're like oh yeah well like the president knew about this and trafficked people through yeah. it or you know it's all the kinds of conspiracy There's stuff that's like going food on because the government was yeah stuff like yeah that. you know mm -hmm. during prohibition like this is how the alcohol <laughs> was getting in all this crazy stuff so um, documentaries are really an unsung hero in the filmmaking world right. as far as uh, education and giving people access yeah. to information that otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get. And I feel like that's really, really important. So I guess a question I would want to ask, and I would love to hear what you think on it, Justin, is without streaming services, would documentaries be as, hmm. I guess, relevant? I guess you want to put it that way. 
Like, because obviously now the numbers of people watching documentaries or the likelihood, I guess you want to put it that way, of people watching documentaries, um, like, would they be doing that without streaming services, without the accessibility? Hmm. That's a good question. And that's a good question. I think there's definitely more freedom and something that I noticed, like, I would say, like, the good maybe, like, 10-something years. Like, I know it's, like, within streaming services, there's a, a plethora of documentaries that I never seen before. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then just some documentaries that are not very, like, not the word abstract, but you would never think like, oh, this is the documentary? Um, obscure, yeah. I think is a good word. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I think, I, I think, yeah, streaming platforms are giving a lot of studios and a lot of filmmakers a platform to make movies or right. make documentaries and, mm -hmm. and educate people or just highlight uh, a cause in need. You know, I think mm -hmm. uh, recently you, it was like a, a it was a planet earth or something on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. stuff like that. Like people don't know these issues are going on. And then when you put a documentary on Netflix and then it reaches the top 10 charts, you know, people are going to take notice right. and, mm -hmm. and be like, all right, let me tap in. And mm -hmm. then they find more about it. And then, it just trickles down. It goes. They go do further research if it really hit them, and they it goes to doing cause. So it's like mm -hmm. I think the platforms are very vital in in documentaries right now. And it usually it takes a long time to do a documentary, yeah. right? Yeah. Like we yeah. like we're asking what what does it take to make a documentary? Like there's so much research patience, for sure. Oh, yeah, number patience, one, bro. Sure. And there's so much research that you have to have. Like <laughs> at, like we're used to movies. You you know they film for four or five months right. and then they edit for you know six months or something like that leave a little time for reshoots they have their advertisement movie comes out right, right. with the documentary in that same amount of time that could all be just filming you right. know and like because they still have to do the research depending on the documentary like there's there's one on netflix called the octopus teacher that just won Yo, a whole bunch of, of yeah. awards and they had to like track this dude with this octopus for like a whole year, yeah. you know? And like, that's wow. like the whole filming that they did, but it was so rewarding because the behaviors that they captured were unlike anything that we've ever yeah. seen, you know? I think what I love about, well, so I like people watching. Mm -hmm. Like you ever just go somewhere and just people watch? Yeah. yeah. Like whether it be at the mall, always, <laughs> yeah. bro. You ever, have you ever people watched at Disneyland? Yeah, it's one I of have, the greatest yeah. things. Fucking hilarious, bro. So oh, like, that's all so I exactly, bro. Yeah. People watching at Disneyland, like nothing's funnier than sitting in Cars Land, just watching people be themselves, mm -hmm. unknowingly, like knowing they're they're being watched, spotlighted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that's a cool essence that people capture in documentaries. Mm -hmm. Is that whether people that they know it or not, or I guess the um, when it comes to the disregarding of the camera and just you know creating or doing whatever it is that they're yeah. doing in the documentary, just being captured. I'm just like this is like. I guess I view it as like mind stimulating because I'm just like this is yeah, yeah it's not scripted yeah. right yeah. it's yeah. like the goal of a documentary is to capture everything in its element you know we're not gonna change anything we're just gonna film it for a yeah. long time so that we can capture the drama from it you know what I mean yeah I mean technically there's not a format I mean there's different types of documentaries coming out you know there's informative ones there's ones following people's life you know story um one of the like something like that I can think of recently that was popular was the Tiger King one. 
mm. you know, and just trying to oh, give man. his actual story of what was going on. Totally that, was, that was pretty crazy. I still need like, to watch that. It's uh, I, Yeah, I still haven't seen it, but I feel like I've seen it Carol through Baskin. the memes. Yeah, yeah the memes, you know? yeah. the clips. It's so. definitely one of the documentaries that I have just like swept, you mm-hmm. know, um, the nation. It's I part would of the say, internet, you bro. Know? Yeah. And, and then sometimes something uh, so, so like polarizing happens, like the, what was it, the Fire Fest. Yeah, and the then next fest. thing you know, you have like two or three documentaries yeah. that are made Luf, like immediately Netflix after. Netflix had one, Hulu had one. I exactly. think Prime even Damage had one. Like, Damn. Yeah. You know, of them just kind of. And, and that's the thing with the doc. It's like, are you getting the truth when to me it's like when right. three docs come out it's like okay who's telling the story here yeah. you know and then you have like a documentary like the last dance yeah, where say you hear dance. from people that you've wanted to hear from your entire life right and they get to tell their own story footage you know that doesn't really come out or people didn't anticipate it to come out nobody really thought jordan was going to be as big as he was at the time he was just big but nobody first saw what he was going to be to this day so now that he's big they're like well we have all this footage of michael of michael jordan and all these pictures and all these accounts let's put into a docuseries and on top of that let's get him to talk through it yeah and that's the magic right it's like getting the people who've experienced what we're talking about talking about it and i think that's the real difference between a documentary and a movie you know with the movie you're going to get actors who play the part of people who were there but in a documentary it's like let's get the people that were there and have them tell us and recount what's going on you know and i Mm -hmm. think that that's the compelling part i think that's the cool thing too is you're getting all these different perspectives you're not just getting a one a one sided slash view of a story yeah getting someone else's perspective of how this went on and another emotion out of it. Yeah. Whether it be um whether it be comedic or life changing, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I think one of one of my favorite I well one thing I I, I want to say and then I'll segue into this is that um with documentaries, one of the cool things is that it it's about people's interests. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. it's about something that someone is interested in that they like. If you want a documentary on birds, you can find one that's talking yeah. all about birds or a specific, a specific type of bird, bird right? or anything like that that you can switch up, right? And if you like music, then there's documentaries on music. There's documentaries on how music is made. There's documentaries yeah. on certain artists. Musicians, there's right. there's mm-hmm. all these different things that you can really, um, you know, ingest, ingest like a lot of information from. And me personally, I really love when there's a documentary about um, music and like artists that I love. I think it's really cool for artists because being an artist is so complex right. and there's right. so much that goes into it. Um and then I also like science documentaries too, but just as far as the music one is concerned, you have two versions. You have um, the the documentary that talks about an artist who's passed away, and mm. during our time of social media, we see artists now on an everyday. We know what they're doing every day because right. they post it, but. A lot of artists that we grew up around were in this like kind of change where there's a lot of artists that we didn't get to see like what they did on a day to day. You know, right. we when didn't see were, what Michael yeah. Jackson was doing. We didn't see what Prince was doing. We didn't mm-hmm. see what, you know, all these other artists were doing. So to get a documentary about them when they've passed is super interesting because 
now they're interviewing people who were close to them. They're right. they're talking about things that happened, yeah, stories that, that we heard. People that wouldn't have said anything until they probably passed. You know, I think the same thing happened with the, when JFK died. Yeah. Um, nothing was spoken about until his wife died, and then they're like, "All right, now we're gonna let everything now we're gonna out because we don't it. want her to know that side of him." So it's crazy, you know. Yeah. You know, it it just really goes to show <laughs> that, that there were, there were a lot of people wait till this girl dies. You know, yeah, the Secret Service, yeah, wild, the bro. Secret Service had respect for her, so they they waited. You know, they're like, well, if if it ever comes to happen and people want to hear my account, it only mm. has to be under these terms, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Justin, what about you? What what kind of documentaries really got you into the field? What you know? What are some of the notable ones that you've seen? Plus, um, I want to know what you enjoy. Yeah. Or favorites. Yeah. Oh man, like I, I like the very affordable ones. Like um, recently I watched um one like uh. Who murdered Malcolm X on mm. Netflix? Mm. Um, I definitely like to look at, uh, like, from a marketing standpoint. Like um, another good one that I just recently watched was a uh, on a uh, it's on Hulu. It's called a uh, Nickelodeon: The Orange Years, mm. and it backtracks like oh, wow. how Nickelodeon was first conceptualized. Oh, I, I did not. I, know I need to see that. It's on Hulu. I'm a yep, Nickelodeon Hulu. kid. Yeah. I'm a Nickelodeon kid. I need to see that. Bro, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Hey, Double there. Yep. Yo, the it, original all slime, there. all that, bro. It's all like there. it's all there. Yeah. What? Yep. Super random side note. I got in trouble for trying to call a Florida during a Nickelodeon event once. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to go. Oh, because it tr- they charge you money to call a Florida. Yeah. <laughs> your, mom, your mom got mad. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Are you calling? No." <laughs> I got my ass beat. <laughs> yeah. That was at a time where she could pick up the phone and and, and hear it also. Or, or the bill. Yeah. The bill is plot like, twist. She called Star sixty nine and called twice. <laughs> 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 no, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. One of the recent docs that I that um I watched was um the Biggie doc, which I thought was pretty cool. And and to be honest, at first I didn't I didn't think that there was any more to the story. You know, I felt like Biggie is someone that, you know, we've already heard about a lot several of times. times. Yeah, several like, times. Right. There's people yeah. that you feel know? like knowledgeable, right? Yeah. It's like we kind of know what, what happened. We've heard everything that we can hear and, any, and everything that we can't hear, it, it seems like it's going to be taken to the grave to whoever was involved. Whoever you was know? there. Right, exactly. But, you know, I was really taken aback by the, by the stance of this documentary because their stance was, we're going to show you Biggie not as this larger than life rap artist, polarizing rap artist. We're going to show you Biggie as a 24-year-old rapper from Brooklyn, right. you know, who just really was like, yo, like, he was just a kid. He was just a kid that yeah. was just rapping and and putting food on the table for his family. Right. And, like, he was joking around. And, like, I feel like the way that they portray Biggie and Pac especially is that they were like these grown men, you know, that were that were doing this oh, thing. Yeah. And literally, the they, they were kids. Like, they yeah. were 24, 25. When Pac was doing all of his stuff in his movies, he was like 22, 23. Right. Like, yeah. they're young kids that are doing this that were propelled in this really adult way. They, they so, just grew up early. Yeah. And right. I, and Especially I, Pac. That's what I yeah. really liked about the doc because they had Biggie's mom on there. They had, like, his childhood friends, like, people who really know who really knew him right. and who were talking, and they had footage that I'm just like, this is Biggie just, like, cracking jokes in a hotel room. Like, 
he feels like a kid right now. You know what right. I mean? And right. and I thought that that was just really, really cool that they showed that. Uh, it gave me a different perspective. That's cool. Yeah, I have that on my list. Um, I mean, I've seen the the most recent Biggie movie. And, I mean, you kind of get that feel that he's a kid, but in the movie, they they make him obviously grow up. They make him more mature. They make him, right. Yeah. So, so I, I understand. That's cool. That's a cool stance. I definitely have to peep it. Um, another, uh, I mean, I haven't really seen any recent documentaries. Um, this is one that I want to suggest to people. It, it's a little obscure, kind of like going back to what um, what you were saying, where, you know, it's not always inform. It's still informative, but it's like in the most obscure way. You know, it's a it's a Bob Lazar with uh, flying saucers and UFOs. Pretty much, he worked with Area Fifty One in the government to pretty much figure out what these flying saucers were because they had them for years. You know, but they never let it out to the public. So he didn't like that the government was like being quiet about. Um, these aliens and these flying saucers. So he came out and the government pretty much wiped his history. And, you know, you can't really find where he went to school or um, where he worked at before. So every time they called like, hey, did this person work for you? He said he worked for you. And they're like, nah, we don't know who he is. So they wow. pretty much try to make him disappear. Mm. So he came out with all the information as insurance. Mm. So that way his life wouldn't be jeopardized and still to this day he's alive and he's still looking over his shoulder but it's so crazy like all this stuff that he talks about with ufos and and aliens you know it's 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 informative you know it's obviously we don't need to know it it's good to know obviously because there's another there's other life forms out there you know and they've come to this planet what do they want you know do they want to experiment with us do they want to get in contact with us how did they get here you know, how do they use their technology? Can it benefit us? Yeah. Stuff like that. So I, I thought it was really cool. I'm really into like space mm-hmm. stuff, you know, even if it's just space movies and it's all fake and stuff. But this is actual knowledge that well, I think that is, that is, is good to know. That that's really what's cool about it, right? Yeah. So would you have had this belief if a documentary didn't come out saying this, because we've had tons of space movies yeah, that may have like, I mean, there's a cat instance. I don't think I'd believe in it too much. I mean, there's accounts or like, you know, we see the shows where it's like, I got abducted by aliens, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but the it's old like newspaper headlines. I was taking Rockwell. Yeah, and it's usually like just probed. a random person, you know? So it's like, how much credibility does that person have? Yeah. And then somebody like Bob Lazar, who was actually working, at the facility and only was allowed certain parts of the facility to look at this. You know, he pretty much mapped out how everything was working out. And when he came out, you know, that he, yeah, he, he did it mainly just because he didn't want to get killed. And also because he thought the public needed to know this knowledge. You know, sometimes I, I often wonder how documentaries could even come out. Yeah. You know, it's like there. In some documentaries, there's so much sensitive information that I'm just like, how do they like if it's that crazy where it's like, yo, I could die by saying this in my mind. I'm just like, how did they even get this out? Like, how did it distribute? Why didn't the government just literally walk on set and like snatch homeboy up? Like, get up out the chair. Like, this is done. Yeah. (laughs) You know, type of situation. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say, you know, like. A part of you wants to say maybe he's lying, but he said it himself in the documentary, like, 
I lost everything already. Like, what am I gaining from this? You know, I lost my life. I can't even say I went to this college. He went to MIT. He can't even say he went to MIT no more because there's no records of it. Um, so it's like he's not getting nothing out of it. It's literally survival at this point. So why not get it out, you know? Mm, crazy. So mm. it, it was it was a really cool documentary, you know, um, obviously different from, you know, informative. I, I love nature documentaries too. Yes. Uh, sometimes when I'm making beats, there's a – a docu-series on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's called like Life in Color and they have like a narrator, but usually I pause and like I mute the narrator and I just see all these animals like swimming and flying. It's so cool. Watching docs with the, with the sound off? Yeah, it's, and I just talked about that in the last episode. Like, That's the secret. It's it's the same thing. Like I just love having visuals while I'm creating music, right. yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you can really only get those kind of visuals from a documentary. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. They'll set so up a camera beautiful. and just like so beautiful. Those let those it go docs. for for Even, hours. Yeah, and bro. Hours. Just watching, especially animal docs, like just watching animals be. Yeah, yeah. it's nature. Like, this yeah. is literally happening while I'm eating a bowl of cereal somewhere around the world, type of thing. You know, that's an interesting yeah. perspective that it's happening at the same time that we're doing things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It's not a simulation as far as we know. So. Does the tree make noise when it falls in the woods? Yes. You'll it know in the so documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the documentary to come out on the tree and then so find out. Basically, you set up a camera in the woods. Yeah. And you see if it makes a sound. What if the tree knows the camera's there? Oh, so then you're out of luck, man. Well, then, that, well, I think that goes to back to like, it's a paradox thing. It's like, you don't know something is going to happen until... You see it or it comes in your view. Mm -hmm. The universe is always knowing um, and is always aware of what's going on. The universe is all knowing. Well, you know, yeah. that's that's the important thing about documentaries, right? Is that it provides the evidence that we're looking for, yes. right? You know, it provides, it's like, I'm going to give you the visual so you can believe in this. <laughs> you know, during the time of, um, you know, uh, I, I think it might have been Vietnam, when people were uh, were protesting the war and they were protesting, um, you know, people people going overseas and, and all of these things and that these bombs were like killing wildlife and killing people and stuff. And they had the whole protect the whales movement. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody that. nobody mm -hmm. really understood right. how bad it was until they took a video of whales like dying and being beached. And then they took audio of whales singing when they heard the whales singing that's when people had a personified yeah. feeling of like oh wow yeah. when people this is something that's when going people on start to understand something they they get attached or they grow an attachment to it i remember in high school um my biology teacher showed us a documentary on dolphins pretty much similar to whales but in japan they were capturing them and then killing them and selling the dolphin meat you know but uh, killing dolphins is a huge threat to the ecosystem, you know, even mm -hmm. killing whales and and stuff like that. So, you know, and, and that um, movement of the documentary, you know, pushed uh, presidents like Barack Obama to ban the, the hunting of whales and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's like mm -hmm. the impact that documentaries can have, no matter the subject, you know, it's 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 powerful. Like yeah. you said, it's right. it's letting us know facts. Um, there hardly is any opinions, you know, because we're trying to get the main account or what's actually going on. And, you know, it's important. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They usually give you give you multiple sides. And I think that just the ex 
just exposing the content, right, mm-hmm. is really what what the documentary is about. And I kind of want to shift over to the documentary that you're creating, Justin, um, just with IE, and the whole the whole vision that you kind of had for it. Um, I assume is to expose the talent in the IE, right? Yes, that's correct. And we're doing our best to expose like the rich history, mm-hmm. like all the way from the beginning, um, which has proven very challenging uh, as far as like finding some footage. Um, I know Noah, Noah was very um, helpful in yeah, directing it- us like some footage from all the way back from like 2009, 2000. Yeah. Right. Eight, which um, I, I literally tripped out. I was like, "Wait a minute, that's a that's a young calligraphy, or right. that's a young dead eye." Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So um, I'm sure it's it's tough because obviously you get um, some events like the Common Ground that were well documented, right? Mm-hmm. Then you get some other ones that are very hard to find, where someone that used to rap that doesn't rap anymore and has their family now has this tape just chilling in the garage somewhere. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. Um, so I guess, um, because the question that we have is like, what makes a documentary? So like, what have been some challenges you guys have come across, but what, what's, um, what have you learned throughout the process and what are you enjoying the most about it? I guess. Um, like, I don't know. Like, again, yeah. I've always, I always like picking your brain about it whenever I see you. Um, so like, at like where you're at right now, like, obviously I think my interview was like almost two years ago now. You guys been yeah. you guys been working on this for, yeah. for years. I think that goes back yeah, to from like mm-hmm. I think we started back in well, it, it originally conceptualized with David, like so it started back around like I want to say 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. And around like 18, we just revamped it and reshot everything. But um man, like I think what I enjoy most about it is like just putting everything together. And just researching everything, right. like where you go back to, like, you no, know, you no, know, this particular MC or this particular rapper might not be active anymore, but has these tapes, and right. you find that connection. Like, hey, you no, know, we're looking for this footage, and just connecting the dots and right. finding, you no, know, everything and connecting everything together. Yeah. Mm. Um. Does does creating the documentary start with finding the footage or does it start with having an idea of who's going to be involved or just like you kind of figure out what's the narrative that you're trying to tell? I think with how we did it, it was more of the narrative. Mm-hmm. And then we just went to the next step. It's like, all right, who do we need to interview? And thankfully... Um, that's where Tangent came in because mm-hmm. he shout out Tangent. He yes, he wow. uh, he's like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> no, yeah. So like with him, like I, without him, like I think we would have hit like a lot of dead ends. Yeah. without mm-hmm. him. So I think like with with him and just how he was able to organize everything in terms of, like okay, there's the people that we need to interview. There's the people that are important factors in the IE. Mm-hmm. And this this is what we need to cover ground. Right. So we started like knocking every people down mm-hmm. in terms of like it's it started off from like a page to like <laughs> it's books now. Yeah, of, nice. 
Wow. So that's beautiful to hear, you know, like there's just, there's so much, like so many stones that are unturned and you're just like, one leads to another, you know, you're like, all right, I found oh, this. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> this actually connects to this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just shows that the, the IE has been a growing tree, you know, like. Oh yeah, it, it's it started somewhere from a seed and now it's sprouting into a tree. And there's so right. many different branches, and they all either lead back to each other or intertwined or you know completely broken off. Like you said, some people aren't even a part of the tree anymore and have lived their lives. So, right. and that is just as important, you know, to the history of the IE. And that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah and beautiful. what's wild to me is like, um, I got I got overwhelmed for you guys, um, but I remember as it started getting more popular and word started spreading a little bit more. Um, I just remember seeing a lot of people coming out of, just coming out of like, hey, yeah. the, the comments. Yeah, <laughs> we're um, we're we're not gonna talk about any of the negative ones, right? You have people that right. feel some type of yeah. way. We're not yep. gonna get we're not gonna get into that because we don't need to. Right. But you have a lot of people that that come in like, oh, hey, how can I be a part of this? We get the people that don't feel envious. You get people that are like, how can I help provide yeah. certain stories to add onto this doc? Where I'm sure you guys got a lot of, a lot of good out of it as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I can only imagine how you guys felt because I got really overwhelmed. I was like, oh, damn, like there's a lot yeah. of people coming coming out of like yeah. that haven't been a part of the scene <laughs> in well, years. Well, what are some of the names I, that you can probably give us for the doc that, that we probably wouldn't know? Because I remember when you guys were shooting some at Serious Cartoons, like I'd be like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But I didn't see like everybody who you guys shot. So. I remember I shot the same day as Dirty Birdie and I was so stoked, but I, I, I <laughs> yeah. got there a little bit late. <laughs> yeah, like... Off the top of my head, there's a uh, ODM. Uh, mm. Tangent is still trying to get uh, one of the the members from uh, JJ Fad. Okay. Um, wow. I know that's been one of his missions to at least uh, get one of those people. Um, of course, Noah James. Shout um, out King himself. And I'm trying. To think of. You mentioned calligraphy. Yep, mm -hmm. calligraphy. Shout out Reverse Orangutan. Yep, but even the even the cover you drew up, well, yeah. looks amazing, by the way. Oh, thank um, you. You guys know Justin does like crazy, crazy, crazy good art. Yeah, that's but um, dope. like the cover has, which is dope to me because I know a lot of people on there as close friends. So we have people mm -hmm. like Cam Archer, Curtis King, Noah James, Lisa right. J, King Dice. Um, where a lot, yeah, found with art. You get a lot of people that are like one friends of the podcast, but just just friends in general. Um, yeah, man. Um, I saw I, Judah one on there. As yeah, well. that was that was a pretty dope addition, and he's been very um, vocal in the community as well. Oh, very vocal and very active. Yeah, it's it's cool. What what really excited me about all of the people that were kind of drawn is how they intersect. I'm hoping throughout this documentary that we kind of see where they come in, like where certain people mm -hmm. get involved, and then then we get their side of the story. You know right. what I mean? Like <clears throat> as the timeline that it goes, and it's like, and then this show happened and then it's like six of the people that i know all went to this one show and then they all became active members yeah. so then now we're getting their stories from that point on forward you know what i'm saying yeah well it, it's interesting that you mentioned that um upon uh d will and tangent editing it uh, they actually gave me we actually had like a phone call uh, around like last year and we all came to the decision and agreement that two hours wasn't going to cut it and right. it wasn't going to do justice to anybody in the IE. Gotcha. So we went with the route, like something similar, like to, uh, 
the, the, yes, so it's leaning towards the docu series. So better. it's going to be fire. very. Yeah, yo, I, uh, I just want to say we getting these exclusives on a Soundflake that's podcast. Fire, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fire. I love it. With the doc, have you like? Um, are you shopping it around? Like, um, I guess trying to get it on platforms, maybe like Prime, or is it going to be? Um, I guess a platform kind of like independent platform, similar to something like Bandcamp. Do they have something like that? That that's a great question. Um, I know uh, Maya uh, threw out an idea, but um, she will originally want to present it to the Sundance uh, Film Festival, mm. um, Netflix, of course, Prime. Right. Um, but our end goal has always been like if those you no know, platforms, you no know, kind of give us the like thanks, but no thanks. We're always gonna promote it in our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Sweet, right. yeah, that works as well. One thing um, I'm sure it goes without saying, whether I'm in it or not, right? I had the opportunity to interview with you guys. Um, just know I will be purchasing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure it goes without saying for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing, I mean, I may I may be speaking into existence a little early on, <laughs> but um, one thing that we've been trying to do is having a um, running out of theater. Oh yeah. So I'm yeah. hoping that we mm-hmm. get to do something with you guys, whether we're a part of it, a sponsor on it, or throwing it with you guys, where it could be like a sound like untapped hip hop yeah. like no. presents like. Definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. The, the actual release, maybe like a red carpet release type of thing. Right. That's yeah, cool. Just yeah, definitely, back. definitely. It, it, that's always been <clears throat> talks. Like, there's been multiple talks, of course, with like Noah, <laughs> Judah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the 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 rental has always been. Uh, the top of the list which is crazy considering that I feel like within the past year it's uh, become a very vocal thing that a lot of people want to do now especially Mm -hmm. when you get theaters like Harkins or or the Regal or the Regency Mm -hmm. that um, realize how much people want that so yeah yeah Yeah. no that's very exciting I mean I think just the journey alone is exciting and it's exciting to be like one day you know all of the IE or people outside of the IE who aren't privy or or know about us and and one day people will know it. and I think that's the most exciting part you know like there's a lot of people who aren't knowledgeable of the IE so mm-hmm. this is right. going to be huge for the IE when it does come out mm, I was one of those people that wasn't very knowledgeable like I didn't know at the time the hip hop scene was so very tight knit in the IE right. mm-hmm. and I came to that realization when uh, Serious Cartoons first opened up I was yes. like I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. I know that person. Like, oh crap! It's like a mini reunion yeah. in yeah. a sense, yeah, which is no, crazy. Cartoons. Yeah, serious cartoons and just yeah. you would have epicenters throughout the history of the IE, like the vibe, serious cartoons, Clash City, um, where you would just see people gather, or even the Comic Ground gathering when when that was a thing, um, seeing people gather and and come together. Um, which I'm excited for because my favorite part about being in the scene where me and Nori kind of just shared this with King Dice a couple of weeks ago, actually a little over a month ago, mm-hmm. where we're just sitting in the Denny's and just talking, mm-hmm. just talking memories, talking um, the stories and different perspectives of how we all started and and tours we've been on and different shows. And, oh, like we didn't know each other, but we we're both at the show at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just moments like that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, um, well, one, thank you guys. But two, like I'm really looking forward to being able to relive those documented memories you yeah. know what i mean yeah I, I think i actually did find some uh past footage of 
of yourself. Yeah. So I, I got I got double check. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Really, really excited for that, man. Um, before before we end up closing out, I would like to just talk to you a little bit about your art. One of the things that we see um, online a lot is that you create these portraits of artists, comedians, musicians, and some of them actually get posted by the artists themselves. Like yeah. you've gotten. Um, uh, I don't. I don't want to misspeak on on a few of the ones that have posted it. I think that there was was there a Wu Tang one that got reposted. Uh, unfortunately, uh, no, not yet. But uh, Public Enemy, Q- Public Enemy, yes. Uh, bon- Chuck bon D thugs. like reposts bon like a, a, nice. a photo yep. of that you did of that's Chuck dope. D. Yeah. Like that's fire. That's hip hop royalty here. Yeah. And your art, can you tell us like what kind of goes through your mind with your art? What um, what type of art would you classify it as? Is it just all graphic design? It kind of has like this watercolor feel to it. Like, where'd you kind of develop that style? Um, and all honestly, like, I, even though it's a style per se, like I don't consider it a style. Right, like, okay. it's more like a mixed media in, in terms yeah. of digital. Okay. Um, I definitely incorporate some watercolors to those portraits but also incorporate like different paints like either um there's a uh i'm probably mispronouncing it but uh there's a guac painting mm-hmm. that i always use a lot and it's just different types of paint brushes within that digital format and oh. i recently got into this app called uh, procreate that's worked wonders in mm-hmm. terms of all these portraits and how i execute them so that's awesome, man. And you just felt like, you know, let me just give it a shot. Like, I'll just tag the person yeah. who I did it. Yeah, and then I mean, get a positive result. You don't result. really have a lot to lose, you know, more than anything. A lot of people are going to find it dope, you know. And if the person you drew finds it, even better, you know. Because that's, that's, you know, you're showing appreciation. Like, because, you know, art isn't easy. You don't just, like flick the brush and it's done you know yeah it's a whole process you're giving your energy into it so um yeah scott yeah. Mike, you're a graphic designer so i feel like you speak the language yeah of graphic design yeah. and yeah and i mean what it you're, takes. You, you're bringing something that is alive back to life you know or giving it more life you mm-hmm. know you want to give your your feel your touch to it and you know it you do it in different ways a lot of people like to draw a lot of people like to write um and a lot of people do a lot of mixed media, like you said. Uh, I do a lot of mixed media, and it's so fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the thing; it's just fun, you know. And you want to draw stuff that you're interested in, or just create things that you're interested in, or else, yeah, I don't even know why you would be doing it, you know. I feel that. I feel that for sure. Well, it's definitely something that I enjoy um, scrolling down my timeline and seeing. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, man, keep it up. Keep it up for sure. Um, I, I'd love seeing the posts of other people like catching on and, and see and reposting it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for just, I like seeing the process, you know, of like, they'll just be yeah, like an outline. Yeah, you post up those outlines. Like, to, wait, what yeah. is this going to be? The, the and then videos. you kind of see the person and it's like, oh snap, this looks crazy. And then it's like, well, what are, what are you going to color them? And then yeah. like, you come out with the color of it and it's like, oh, that's crazy. And like, it <laughs> yeah. just kind of keeps going. So it's tight, man. I'm really, really impressed with uh, with the work that you do. Oh, thank you, thank you. A couple of times I tried to challenge myself is like, if I can't find a good color photo, like, oh, I'll just say, F it. And I'll just take the black and white photo, 
Mm. And then just reference like from other photos, yeah. like the, reference the, the color that it would be if it wasn't black and gray, right? Nice. And the skin tones. Nice. All right, guys. Well, I, I have one last question just for everybody. If you what uh what if you can make a documentary, what subject would it be on, or what person or anything like that? Hmm. So. Um, well, I'll start off we with know yours. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, he, he might have another one, but yeah, I'll, I'll start yeah. off with with uh, with sincere. Um, one I would really love to work on is a documentary on burgers. Yeah, I was gonna say food too. In different burger locations and origins. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my favorite things to watch is the Burger Show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we re- watched it together, re- right? One time? Yeah, we did. That was so. Cool. Different regional burgers. Um, I love Smash Burgers. Like my favorite, like just my favorite go-to like quick meal, but so freaking delicious. Um, different regional burgers, whether it be in small towns in like Washington or Ohio and what they're known for. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's one that's literally just um, just mayo with chopped um, chopped olives with some brine in it. Mm-hmm. And that nice. that's literally the only thing that goes on a burger. No mm-hmm. cheese, no ketchup, no nothing. Um, there's another one where it's like, where did the burger even originate from? That one. Yeah. yeah, That's pretty much. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that and how those restaurants basically sustained their popularity because of this burger and now being able to take those burgers and Hey, let's go test it out somewhere. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of history to stuff like that. Restaurants and even goes back to the chef itself. And that's kind of what I would do. Mm -hmm. Um, I always would watch this show on Netflix called Chef's Table. Mm -hmm. And it would just go around the world to different chefs, pretty much trying to bring their own style to uh, a certain food. And, you know, it failing. And then out of nowhere, it just starts working. And and then they're huge and they're getting Michelin stars, which is the highest award that you can get as a chef. Mm -hmm. And um, probably something similar to that you know uh maybe on myself or just uh just food in general mm, you know, burger documentary yeah a burger documentary with, with the hip-hop score to it I would love yeah that. yeah it's hard yeah that's hard actually to, to 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 oh uh, i would have ogash and nabi and score <laughs> yeah. that whole project yeah that's hard awesome. <laughs> uh Nuri, what about you um i want to see a documentary on the blue man group Wow. Nice. Very specific. Yes. I've, <laughs> I like that. I've, I've always imagined that because I know yeah. that they rotate members and they're such a... Like the um, job walkies, I guess. Yeah, kinda, it's yeah. just an eclectic music show that doesn't use um, typical instruments. They don't right. have a typical look. They kind of came out of nowhere. And they just have this mystery that's to them that I'm like, man, I don't think Have you ever seen them live? Yeah, I've seen them live. Great. I saw nice. them live I at the Staples Center. That's cool. Um, and I just... It just, I don't know. Like, it's like there's so much, they're so popular, but no one knows anything about them. Nobody yeah. knows the specific people. Exactly. You Becoming know, like, Blue? What's that? Oh, that uh, that it's so Shadow Derbs. Is there already a documentary? They're working on one. It's called Blue Man Group launching YouTube video documentary called Becoming Blue. Yes. Damn. Yes. Just focused. So, <laughs> you're a little, you're a little bit, mm. you're a little bit too late but or no time. i spoke it into existence i'm, I'm running with that <laughs> well okay you gotta thank me i'm here for it thank you nuri <laughs> shout out snoop dog <laughs> you gotta thank me um okay so dope what i want is is, yeah. is coming out yeah, coming. i'm with that <laughs> uh justin obviously you're working on a documentary but if you could work say after this you're or, yeah. obviously this has been your life for a little bit now do you have plans for any other documentary right or is there one that you really want to work on aside from the ie hip-hop one uh, if 
I were given a chance, and if I have the time, I'd say I want to make or see a documentary on a Huey P. Newton. And Ooh. he's one of the co-founders of the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, if you if you get a chance to read his autobiography, read it. Like, I'm still mind-boggled. Like, why is this not a movie? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. like, just the stuff he talks about, his, his mindset. Like, I remember one of his quotes was in the book where he, he literally got into law to study to be a better criminal. That's that nice. was That's until crazy. he met Bobby Seale when he changed that mindset. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's wild. Wow. That does sound very interesting, honestly. That is wild. I'm with that. So this is, documentaries are crazy, bro. Yeah. There's so much they could they could be about. It's a huge universe. So many different stories. Exactly. They're never going to run out. No. Mm-mm. Where Infinite. It's easy to run out of. I mean, we've seen, we've seen movies done rehashed over and over again over and over again you can't rehash a documentary no no you can do a documentary on the same topic you know you you could (laughs) you could do it but you're going to come across a lot of the same points you know yes so i think a lot of people try to steer clear of that you know for the most part but a lot of people have different interests kind of like that you know Mm -hmm. just you 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 or even food you know and uh, food, I guess, is a whole different universe, you know. Once you get into a category, I feel like it could open to a universe. Yeah. Um, so, Well, yeah. documentaries, ultimately, they're trying to find the truth, mm-hmm. right? And the truth only happens one way. Yeah. You know, so the only time that you'll see um, uh, uh, the same type of documentary is if there's an addition to the truth, yeah. mm. you know, or something that, that wasn't there. So that is what makes the documentary such a vital piece of our society honestly and just yeah. of of the filmmaking medium let's pitch a uh, taco bell documentary to taco bell yeah. i mean that can happen that there, i happen. mean there's there is history like yeah. there, yes i know there's a lot of history with that so um they did the mcdonald's one um where i mean the history goes back to the ie pretty much yeah. Yeah. same thing yeah. with, same up. thing with taco bell uh super yeah. random side note meatless well, cafe in san Bernardino is the original um Creators of like the ground beef. I guess. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. I'll find the doc and I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's super rare. Send that over. Because cool. I know the first the first Taco Bell was in Downey. Yeah. So the I guess the creator of the first Taco Bell hmm. went to Meatless Cafe, which is a small. It's still open to this day. Hmm. Bomb noodle on Sundays, but um, the ground beef that they use for the ground beef burritos. To take from he was idea. like, "Yo, this is delicious. How can I do this?" And he found out exactly found out how, how to, to make it. it. Huh. Use it for his for his store, which yeah, happened to be Taco, Taco Bell. Dang, mm. it's crazy. Yeah. The truth will be revealed. Yeah, awesome, awesome right. stuff, guys. Um, well, we just want to thank you, Justin, for joining us. Um, thank, thank you, you so for much for your me. yeah, of course, man. Thank you for your insight. Um, we know that you've been behind the camera mm-hmm. a lot of times, so it's great to have you in front of the microphone. Um, shout out Untapped Hip Hop. Is there? Um, can you tell us uh, where? where everyone could find you and anything else that you'd like to say to the audience. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to stay up to date uh, with uh, whatever we're doing in terms of projects or uh, new artist interviews, uh, you can follow us on uh, Hip Hop. That is Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Awesome. So, oh. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And let's end it off on if you guys have any documentary suggestions. Night I know we've been mm. talking a lot. Um 
But yeah, the Night Stalker is a good one. The Richard Ramirez story. If you guys don't know, he was the killer, the serial killer in the 90s. Mm. Basically, it's a four-part series. Starts off with a series of murders happening in L.A. Next, you know, these murders start happening in San Francisco. And they end up back in L.A. Gotcha. Um, so I, the, cool. the, it's dope because the lead detective that handled that whole case of the serial killer is throughout the whole series talking about it. That's so, cool. Yeah, killer Definitely docs, man. Killer yeah. docs. And then mine is the one I I mentioned earlier, Bob Lazar, um, Area Fifty One, and Flying Saucers. Mm-hmm. Really good if you're into aliens. And nice. You want to know the truth of flying saucers. Nice. Mine is um, J Cole, the off season. I did um, see that. Yes, that was sir. A good one. He's an artist. I like what he's uh, talking about. Tonight. Yeah, man, it's great. You know, an artist that is alive that is depicting his his process. Very short, right? Twelve um, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah not cool. too long at all. You know, very short documentary. And um, you know, J Cole is one of the artists that's kind of known for documenting his process. Yeah. Um. So it's just really cool. Uh, with his new album out, the off season, which I'm sure uh, by the time that you guys have listened to this, you've probably heard and probably seen a few videos of. Um, if you haven't checked out his documentary, definitely check it out. It gives you a unique perspective, his own perspective um, of his project and what it took to make it. So um, definitely great stuff. Makes you appreciate the project even more. Yeah. You got one? Yeah. So I'm going to go left field on this one. And this is the documentary that I recommend, especially in terms of music. Watch the, the Bee Gees documentary. Mm. The Bee Gees documentary. That, That's probably fire. It is fire. And it's very, very, very informative. The disco. The disco era, bro. 70s were crazy place. Insane. I love that 70s show. And great music. <laughs> it was great music bro. around that time. Whether yeah. you whether you listen to disco all the time or not, it was great music was being made. Oh, disco that time. has slaps, bro. Bro, ridiculous. Slaps. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Awesome, man. Awesome. A lot of well, good ones mentioned. For sure. For sure. You guys um just remember to uh listen to this back if you missed any documentaries that you wanna um you wanna check out. We highly recommend it. Reach out to us. Um again, this is episode 48. And uh, Sound Flip Podcast is brought to you by um, and empowered by Productive Culture. Um, just go ahead and go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast in order to start your own podcast. Tell them the Sound Flip Boys yes, sir. sent you. Yeah, peace. That's it, y'all. Bye. Good night, everyone. Peace. Peace. <laughs>